afford to be. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. I'm April Richardson. And joining us today, as always, I like to say as always, sometimes you're not here. Yeah, sometimes I'm not here. Not not too often though, lately. No, just, just seemingly when Christy's on. <laughs> There's a problem. Christy doesn't like you. Mm. Okay. <laughs> she requests that you not she be here. She requests that you not be here. What's up with you? You got your, uh, I like to tell people what you're wearing. You're wearing your Superman shirt, that, but this is the Superman shirt as, as if, if, his, if uh, his rocket ship crashed into Russia. Yeah, it's a And then he was raised as a communist. Yeah, it's from Superman Red Sun. Is he a bad guy in that? He's good for Russia, but he's like an enemy of America. Enemy of the state. Yeah. Yeah, with Will Smith and Gene Hackman. <laughs> he wears a tinfoil hat on his head. Is who, that the one? Who does? Yeah, Doesn't I think so. Gene Hackman do that? I think he does. Also Gene Hackman, Lex Luthor, so that works. That's right. True. Gene Hackman just had a birthday. I think he's 85. Really? Yeah. I don't think he's acted in a while. I think that's probably why. He leered at my wife once in Santa Monica. Leered at her? Yeah. Why? Gave her a look. But she was okay with it. Oh, you mean like in a good, like was like checking her he out? Gave her a look. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so lady. I that leered like I did too. I thought you meant something. like, me too. I thought you meant like in a mean way. No, no, no. I think it was in a hello lady way. Well, yeah. Well, you got a hot wife. That's what you got to deal with. No, yeah. 85. Did you punch him in the face? I knocked him down, knocked his cane out. I wasn't with her. <laughs> he, he, he pulled his wig off and revealed that he yes. was bald. She meets all, she's met people that I would, like, I would want it, like, she didn't meet Gene Hackman, but well, one time she was at UCLA and she was looking at this bulletin board trying to find, figure out something, and a guy sidled up next to her and he's reading the bulletin board too, and he just says to her, he goes, hey, do you know where such and such is? And she goes, I was like, oh my God. And she turned, she goes, I know that voice. She turned, Dustin Hoffman. Whoa! And she goes, she goes, I, 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 no, I, I don't. He goes, oh, here it is. Oh, I wish I had a pen to write this down. And Please tell me she was she, like. She goes, she goes, I think I have a pen. She's looking through her purse. She goes, I don't have a pen. I know I have one in the car. He goes, okay, let's go. Let's go. They walked out to her car to get a pen. You're Dust, joking. Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> That's amazing. But she like never acknowledged it. Oh, I know who you are. You know what I mean? Right. She just, Which is probably why he was like nicer. Right. Let me ask you this. If we're talking about your wife yeah, yeah, and these yeah. famous dudes, do yeah. you guys have lists? Like, what if Dustin Hoffman was on her list, her free pass list? Could she have just banged him that I, day? I guess have at it, right, Dustin Hoffman? You got to say yes. <laughs> yeah, you're, I mean, you're a bad husband if you don't. Yeah. But she would be seducing him, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. That would be... Uh, but it's like, that's got to be allowed. <laughs> yeah. I, I never... It. I totally am on board. Like, because of the chances of that happening. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was in a relationship, me and my husband totally had those, like, when I was married. Because I'm like, okay, of course, if you meet... It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. So that's why it's like, if, if the planets align yeah. to where you meet... I can't remember who's on, but whoever, Angelina Jolie, and for some reason, she's down to bang you, like, have fun. Like, of course I'm not going to get mad at that. Who's on your list? I might too long. We'll just name two. <laughs> like Alec Baldwin. Your, your list is as long as your song list. It totally is. Alec Baldwin. Like, yeah, he was definitely on, like, Alec Baldwin, John Hamm, like, usual suspects. Clooney. Because, again, it's like, on what planet I'm going to meet Clooney? That John Hamm could happen. No, because he's got a girlfriend. Well, he's totally talked to me at parties before. By the way. <laughs> that is real. I think I if told he, that if story. He finds out, if he finds out that he's on your list, he's, he's on every woman in the world's <laughs> list. Like, like that's a unique thing. If he finds out, he's like, yeah, I know that. Uh, 
I he think, just goes in assuming. Yeah. I think I think we've I think my uh, Pilar and I have seen him disheveled so many times that he might not be on her list anymore. I I'll take it. I have two because I've seen him at like hella parties and stuff. I yeah. mean, the dude likes to drink, but like, who cares? Yeah. I mean, that only serves to help me get this mm-hmm. list checked off if he's drinking a lot. Is Bill Cosby on your list? Yeah. <laughs> I'm on his list, which is weird. I never knew that. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I never understood why people wouldn't. Yeah, I'm like, go yeah. for it. If that if something happens to where the, that situation presents itself, like, have fun, dude. Who would be on my list? See, the thing about my yeah, list is on your famous lady the list. Thing about my, if if I had a list, I'm not saying I have a list. You have a list, but then I always have to think. I'm like, all right, now is that woman automatically into you? No. Or do you have to you have to work? No, you, just, you have to just, work. And there's no list. It's yeah. just a free pass list. Like it's just a free pass. So mm-hmm. it's like if you know whatever who I don't know who would be on your list, but if you just happen to be in some weird crazy yeah. situation where you guys meet and she's down to bang, yeah. then it's she's on the list. So that means your wife can't get mad. All right. Well, I'll discuss this with her. <laughs> I didn't like invent this concept. I know you didn't. We've never. There has about to be this. like famous ladies you want to bang. You know what's hard about this list, though, is if, like, let's say when you were married and, yeah. and your husband gave you this list. Yeah. And every woman on the list was blonde. Oh, right, like totally didn't look totally like me Totally didn't all. look like they you at didn't, all. They didn't. I think they were. I think one was like Catherine Heigl. I thought you were going to say Hepburn. I really Catherine thought you were going to say Catherine Heigl. And I, I'd be like, She's a great lady, Catherine yeah, Hepburn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, some of them were. I don't care about that. Could you imagine getting a BJ from... My ex husband doesn't look anything like John Hamm. Um, I mean, that's so true. he's not. That's true. D- um, he's on a Catherine Heigl was on his list. Yeah, he like really had a bone so of her. This is a long time ago. This is like before Grey's Anatomy and stuff. Before we knew that she was an unsavory Yeah, I think celebrity. it was before everybody knew she was a dick. I don't even find her attractive, though. I mean, like, I don't either, but I get it. She's like blonde with a big rack, like there's, standard there's, issue, attractive. There's prettier blondes with big racks. I mean, I, okay, I'm not here to judge his choices. I'm right. just saying, like, obviously I didn't care. I was like, okay, if you find yourself in a situation where right. Katherine Heigl's going to give it up to you, ha- have fun. All right. No consequences from your wife, April. All right. So I'm just saying that... I was wondering if you if that situation we don't have I, we've never discussed lists right it's going to be a topic of discussion oh sure probably this weekend okay <laughs> well I feel bad for you because it seems like she's had more opposite she's going to be in more situations where it could happen well that's what the, again the thing about the list like what if all the guys that she names uh, you know are like like or Dustin Hoffman or Dustin Hoffman yeah. well then I'd be okay with that oh. <laughs> you have to you, it's just as long as you approve the dudes. No, I'm like thinking like if it was guys that I couldn't possibly compete with, which I guess is what your list you is anyway. That's the point. That's the point of your list. Either one of you can compete with any. It's you, both of your lists are well, going to have like movie stars. All I'm going to say is I'm okay with her having Dustin Hoffman. That's what, the, that's the whole point. Of, the list can't be the and, guy who works down the street. Like no, it has to be like these crazy like movie stars or rock stars because so otherwise, if she tells me, you know, honey, it's actually the pool guy. Exactly. Well, then I say, well, then I, you can never be here alone on Wednesdays. Exactly. All right. Yeah. The point of the list is how. How not like the chances of it not happening are greater. This is uh, this episode. Well, it, yeah, hi. Uh, What's I was up? Say before we start because the last episode we forgot to mention this, but you went to a Justin Timberlake concert oh, yeah, with, with a stranger. stranger. With a stranger? Did we not talk about? No, it? we, we did didn't not talk, talk about, about it. It was awesome. Was she on your list? She was not on my list. No girls are on my list. All it right. turns out. Um, it was awesome. Yeah, I my parents. I can't believe I didn't tell you guys this because it was rad and the concert was amazing. I don't but know that it had happened before that episode. Was it before yeah. the new year? 
No, no, it, it, it happened. It? Yes, it happened before the REM episode that we recorded. Two but we just yeah, because I went on New Year's Day. Okay. Well, yeah. basically, this is how it happened. Like, I saw billboards. There were billboards for the concert in my neighborhood. Okay. Like, on Santa Monica, it was like, you know, Justin Timberlake in Vegas New Year's Day. And so my dad's a high roller. Like, my stepdad gambles all the time <laughs> and gets everything for free. No joke. Because my parents go to Vegas like six times a year. Okay. So I just called my dad immediately on the street and was like, hey, is there any chance you can get free tickets to this Justin Timberlake show? You did? And he let, was like, let yeah, me totally. Check the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really, it was so easy. He just called. He's He gambles so much. He has like... A, a dude assigned to yeah. him, like a concierge dude assigned to him. So he just called that guy and was like, "Can you get my kid tickets?" And he was like, "Yeah." Well, it was a it was a bit of a finagling because he was like, "This is Justin Timberlake. Like everyone's go to this." Can you get my thirty year old kid? Exactly, <laughs> thirty five even. I didn't want to say. Um, that. I don't care. Uh, yeah, so he got me tickets, but I thought it was just me. I never mentioned anyone yeah, was yeah. coming. I yeah. was just like, "Can you get me a ticket?" Right. And then I guess my parents assume I have more of a life than I do because <laughs> I had no one to go with. Bring one of those guys that's on your list yeah (laughs) (laughs) see what jay ham is up to um yeah so i just went by myself i just drove on new year's eve by by Mm. myself like hung out new year's eve and then went to the show and then the next day but you didn't go by yourself well because i didn't i asked chip he couldn't go like i asked a bunch of people they couldn't go so i just posted on twitter like if anybody lives in vegas or is close enough Mm. to vegas that they can get to mgm grand at 8 p.m like you can see justin timberlake but i was like no dudes okay i very specifically said no dude i was like this ain't a fake date no creeps yeah that's probably a good idea in vegas and uh yeah a girl answered a girl named stevie who funnily enough is Mm. named after stevie nicks she was telling me like her dad totally was like i named you after stevie nicks uh yeah she was awesome she answered me and met me and it was super fun if we can make a list that where you can travel back in time, then mm-hmm. I will take 70s era Stevie Nicks would be on my list. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, what about... T- she still looks good. She's... she's, she's over here. I have a thing yeah. about... Here, here's what I have. This would, be, this would sound weird. <laughs> I interrupted your story with my no, list. I mean, that's pretty much the story. I have uh, And she was a nice girl. You hit it off. Was, she, it a off. Fa- was she a fan of your comedy? Yeah, she followed me on Twitter and like mm-hmm. knew me, I think, from from my uh podcast well okay. i thought she was a total str- i mean she knew my podcast but like yeah i i was just like oh you're a total stranger but then on the drive home yeah. i was talking to andy mm-hmm. like i was just in the car board calling yeah. andy we talked for a while and he goes he was like oh stevie told me that she went to see justin timberlake with you and i'm like wait how, what, how are you, you like her? bros with yeah. her and he knows her he's okay. like oh i kind of know her so i'm like oh so she's not a total stranger yeah because she kind of knows Andy somehow. And but Jim- I had never met. I mean, she was a total stranger to me. Are you a Justin Timberlake fan? Oh, huge. The right. show was incredible. All right, cool. I mean, incredible. Yeah, dude. All right. It was so good. I, I mean, the guy is like a mix. I'm not even joking. It was like seeing, it was like a mix of Frank Sinatra mm-hmm. and Fred Astaire and like James Brown. Because he's like in a tux. Yeah. He does like insane dance movies. Mm-hmm. He does like singing in the rain type shit. Yeah. He's and he croons, but then he'll do like this funky stuff. Like the dude's got it. See, I don't. I, I'm not a fan of the music, but I love him when he's right. on Saturday Night Live. When I see him on anything, he's got charisma. Totally, he's good looking. I, he's talented. Yeah, I, and so yeah. I so if someone but I said, love his jams too. Yeah. I mean, he's got some jams. Yeah. So it was a fantastic show. I mean, I was up dancing like crazy. I mean, Stevie was laughing a few times because yeah. I was like losing my mind. How good are these free seats from your dad's Oh, they bookie? were killer because they were like the high roller section or whatever. And so not only were they like rad seats, mm-hmm. but he does that thing where like 
you know, halfway through the concert, it'll come out like the, the stage detaches and it comes out to be like, hi, every, I'm going to sing to all of you, even in the sheep seats kind right. of thing. So it's like, there were times in the concert where it was like two feet in front of us. That's great. It was so good. And then, uh, and then do you stay overnight there? Yeah. 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 I just stayed two get nights a, cause a, I got a free room. You get a free room, free room, free tickets. I'm a brat. I'm a total brat. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It was great. Did you stop at any comedy clubs? Did you wear any of your comedy people in town? Funnily enough, I kind of know George Wallace, mm-hmm. but he, I no, I didn't see him because I think he only performs on like Thursdays or something. Okay. There have been a couple of, cause he follows me on Twitter and mm-hmm. we've like talked on Twitter a yeah. bit. And, uh, I, cause I went to see him once with my mom and my mom lost her damn eye. Yeah. She was like weeping, laughing. Yeah. She's on her, she's on his, <laughs> he's really and funny. He's on, yeah. He is funny. And he's, a he's good, great. He's a good Twitterist. And there were a couple of times that I've gone where I've, I've t- tweeted. And I'm like, Hey, do you want to hang out? And he'd be like, like uh, he'd been out of town. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, one of the times he was going to be in Atlanta when I went. So I was like, oh, that's weird. George but, Wallace. Yeah. Um, well, this is fun. I like talking about uh, you. You have Jay any? Timms. Yeah. Do you have any stories? Do you run into any famous people, Kyle? Uh, recently, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> were you going to tell a story from when you were twelve? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but once at a convention, I yeah. met Burt Ward. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, let's get into this topic. This topic is tricky tonight because um topic is called 10 out of 10, which means it's an album that you think is a 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. But I wanted it to be so pure that I wanted these to only be albums that had 10 songs. Yeah, that was Which tough. really is tough because like, there's no Beatles albums on here because... Right. Beatles albums don't have 10 songs and there's no, there's no Who albums. And then I would go, oh, you know, one of my favorite albums is... Uh, Aerosmith, Poison the Attic, nine songs. Right, so I mean, right. So it was tricky. Yeah. So these are these are truly purely ten out of ten. It means ten songs. Everyone is good. Ten out of ten. Yes. And uh, I don't even know if there's are. I, I I immediately went to uh, what was the one? You, Fables of the Reconstruction. That's your favorite. Oh no, Life's Rich Pageant. Life's Rich Pageant. 12, Twelve songs. songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, was looking boom. through all my albums. I'm like, oh, none of these count. Yeah, yeah. I looked through uh, some U2. I'm like, yeah, U2 albums. Nope, they all have. Yeah, so it's tough. It was tough. It so, was. Um, so this is ten out of ten. Now, you you always say I should go first because then you like to play off of what I play. Right. I like to let the lady go first. But do you want me to go first? I can go first. I'll go. For, I don't care. How many albums do you have? I mean, I have a lot. Obviously, I have more than I'm supposed to, as usual. I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> and then you can you can then figure it out as the song plays. Uh, it's my uh, it's my favorite Stones album. Stones have many, many, many great albums. This is just one that resonates with me for some reason. Uh, this is Some Girls from 1978, and let's hear a little bit of Shattered. A lot of these albums, like too, I listened to the, uh, this past week to make sure I'm like, I think I like all these. Right, Let me right. Make sure I like all these. Yeah, these are. I mean, there are a few. Okay, I'm going to start with "She's Lost Control," uh, which is from Joy Division's "Unknown Pleasures." Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, I listen to this album in its entirety like all the time. So I'm glad this was one where I reached for it because immediately it's already on my list of yeah. all time favorite albums. And I'm like, oh, thank God, it's thank 10 God, ten songs. songs. So yeah, this is uh, Joy Division. Oh, 
You said name one Joy Division song. I'm trying to think. What do you think, think their most do famous it. song is? Um, That's like one of them, or like one um, they play on the radio like all the time. But I can't pull the name. What year is that or album like from? Do you digital, know? Digital uh, seventy nine. I think seventy nine. What uh, what's on that album cover? Uh, that's the black one. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, okay. Like no, no. What's like? What is that? Oh, it's um, it's a sonic wave thing. It's not. I forget what it is, but it's like a, a like reading a of, um, God, now I feel like Seismic? See, it's something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seismic activity, Kyle, is what that is. It's something oh, okay. like that. Now, hold on. I'm going to look it up because I want to I wanna remember. I feel like a dummy. You guys can talk while I'm doing this. Nope. No? <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't? What uh, any? I should know that considering, like, I have like nine hundred TV or nine hundred uh, T-shirts and art <laughs> things with that on it, and I'm like, I don't know what it is. Um, but it is. It's a readout of some sort of, or it's like a sonic readout. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I could also look it up. Why don't we all look it up? I'm, I'm looking it up as well. Uh, Kyle, stop recording while we figure this out. <laughs> oh, it's an image of radio waves. Oh, yeah, I knew it was well, like something sense, sound. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes totally. St- to- totally sense that totally makes sense. It's uh, radio waves from a star from Pulsar CP nineteen nineteen. So yeah, I knew it was something like that. I didn't know Joy Division was around this long. Seventy nine. Wow. Oh well, they only put out. No, they. I mean, Ian Curtis died in nineteen eighty. Oh. And since then, they've been New Order. Rock and peace. <laughs> <laughs> now they spun. Off, they spun off into New Order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I'm learning. You got to watch the movie what? closer. Or Control. You got to... Uh, uh, close this now. You mm-hmm. got to watch the movie Control. It's so good. It's just the story of Joy Division. And the actors in it are like... They uh, play all their instruments and sing, and it's like exactly like... I it. think I started watching that one night. And you I, didn't like it? Uh, no, I just... Uh, no, no, I did not like it. I just... Uh, I didn't finish... It might even still be on the... Uh, the DVR box. Is that it's what we call so, it? I watch it like once a week. I think it's just DVR. Just might still be on my DVR. I love it so much. All right. Well, that's a good song. It's a, that's a good song. Well, they're one of the bands where it's like, okay, we, it's well known that I hate the Doors. Like, it's been established the Doors are terrible. Oh, because, okay. What? But yeah. that's, they're one of the bands where it's like Echo and the Bunnymen are clearly influenced by the Doors. Yes. These guys are yeah. clear. Like, Ian Curtis clearly was influenced by Jim Morrison's singing style, I guess you could call it that. So that's where it's like, if the Doors had to exist... It was at least for this purpose. I used to, to be like that too. I band. used to hate the Doors too, and now I, I don't hate them. I actually, I, I think I hate Jim Morrison like so. I don't much. have yeah. patience to listen to them, and I just don't. Uh, he, he, I don't know. He's just one of those people. I'm just mad at how overrated he is. He's, mm-hmm. he's not on your list. Hell no! <laughs> Hell no! What not about, even in his prime. What about Val, Val Kilmer as Jim <laughs> Morrison? <laughs> No, only Val Kilmer as Iceman from Top Gun. That's <laughs> I thought you were say as Batman. Nope. Uh-oh. Only Batman. as Iceman from Top Gun. 
All right, let's. Uh, here's my second song. This is uh, when comedian Jeff Tate was on. We pretty much almost said that every Tom Petty album, uh, the first eight Tom Petty albums were 10 out of 10s. <laughs> so this is from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers' fifth album, Long After Dark. Uh, this is Straight Into Darkness. Yeah, do you know Jeff Tate? Comedian Jeff Tate? No. He was uh, he's on Doug Doug Love's is movies he a, a lot. He's got a big G-off? beard. Yes, it's G off. Okay, cuz I know his name. It's spelled wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but um when he was on, he's Tom Petty's his favorite artist, so we did a Tom Petty episode uh-huh. and we went album by album because I have all the Tom Petty albums too. So uh after we would play songs from the first album, I would say, "So, what do you give it?" Uh, scale 1 to 10, he would go, "Well, it's a 10." And, <laughs> and then he'd say <laughs> and then he'd say, "What do you think?" And I go, I agree. It is a 10. And, and this happened for like literally like the first eight. We were right. just like. And, I agree. And then That's I, like asking me about REM. I'd be like, yeah, it's rules. But then I would go like, okay, now this next one for me though, this is the first one, Jeff, it's not a 10 for me. It's a, you know, it's a six. And he'd go, oh, I, I think this is a nine and a half. I mean, he was still, he was still like right up there on it. He would only cut off half a point. So what do you, uh, what do you pair up with my Tom Petty? What do you, uh, well, actually I'm going to go straight into new order then since we just talked about Ju- joy oh, division. All right. I'm going to play age of consent. This is new order. Now this is our first technicality though, because most new Uh-oh. order albums have eight or nine songs only, mm-hmm. but the U S version of power corruption and lies has 10 songs. I'll allow it. Thank you. <laughs> Like, um, I think I like New Order better than Joy Division. Oh, I totally do. Yeah. I love Joy Division, but it's like in in that crew in goth circles, it's kind of blasphemy to say that, but I much prefer New Order. Yeah, I mean, aren't you glad that guy died? Ah, so that this, so the that guy this, who committed suicide so this, well, in such yeah. a grim way. So that this band you, could You heard that playing without him. Oh, just like, oh like, no. They're so much better. They're, they're going to do a spinoff band. Yeah, I do like them better, but I mean, like, again, I love Joy Division, though, but uh, yeah, New Order is better. All righty. So speaking of death, <laughs> uh, the Pretenders, the Pretenders' third album, "Learning to Crawl," mm-hmm. uh, was their album after the death of their original bass player and original guitarist. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. No, oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, that's a pretty a that's segue. a that's a pretty big blow. You right. know, you lose your guitarist yeah, and your totally. bass player, and you come back with an album that "Learning to Crawl," which I think is an amazing album, maybe a little. 
uh, maybe a little poppier than the first two Pretenders albums, right. but still a great album. So I'm going to play a uh, deep album cut. Let's hear Watching the Close. Yeah, this was the first tour I saw the Pretenders on, and they were they were fantastic. She it rules was, forever. Great. She is so amazing. Did you hear her on WTF? She's so badass. I did. I did. I was I, I was really trying to get her on here so for so long, I, so hard. And why? Well, we'll have to talk off air about WTF and. My feelings about that. Well, but. he's got, he's got, you know, he's got millions of listeners or whatever it is. But I, I just feel when I listen to that interview, I just feel like Mark Marin's knowledge of the, is Christiana and the Pretenders stopped after the second album. And, mm-hmm. and, and he listened to her solo album because that's what she's touring and promoting with. But he knows nothing about her. It was just I'm like, I uh, felt the same way when the Hugh, he had Huey Lewis on and I'm like, you know, not what you yeah, have. Yeah. Like I get like and mad. Even when he, when he had Dave Grohl on too, it was right. like the same. I mean, this is, this sums up, uh, WTF for me when he had Dave Grohl on, he literally, this is the question he asked him. He said, so when Kurt died, I mean, what was that like? That's not, that's a sucky question. Yeah. That's a terrible way to phrase it. Yes. Yes, yes. Trust me. Like I said, I have yeah. to, I, I only listen when it's somebody I like, but, and even then I'm listening through gritted teeth. But look, I wouldn't be surprised to look at my WTF feed and have it say Barack Obama. Right. I just, you know, because, right. you know, he gets everyone. He can get everyone. I don't know why, don't know why though. But um, I'm going to, I'm going to be in London. I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> when are you going to London? In July. Okay. We're going to uh, Pilar's teaching in London and Dublin, and then we're going to go to Italy. Yes. But when I'm in London, I am still going to try to make that Chrissy Hind interview happen. Do it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to try. If I, I'll think if I know people who know people. All right. Because my next choice is one of Chrissy Hind's best friends, legit in the world, a man named Morrissey. <laughs> Wait a minute. His albums all have a lot of songs. No, they don't. Your Arsenal has what? 10 perfect songs on it. <laughs> 10 perfect songs. And it took a long time to decide which of these I was going to play. And I decided on one called Certain People I Know. All right. And when I swing it, so it catches his eye. Trust the views of certain people I know They look at danger and they laugh their heads off She so doesn't, she doesn't I want don't to want to attend. Uh, yeah. I don't want to attend. That was produced by uh, Mick Ronson. Yes. 
David Bowie's ex-guitarist. Mm-hmm. Does uh, does Morrissey still have the same? Does he have any same band members on all these albums, or does he always just the one get constant is this guy named Boz Borer, mm-hmm. who's like a rockabilly okay. legend guitarist. He's like the one dude who's still around. Mm-hmm. All the rest, and there there was this guy Alan White who was a up until You Are the Quarry, and then he got kicked out for some reason. Okay. So Boz is like the only, his co-songwriter that's been around since the early days. And did he ever work with Mick Ronson again, production-wise? No, I think he only produced Your Arsenal. That's cool. Because I think he died right after that, or very shortly after that. I don't know. Let me look that up. I think he did. That's the one, um, yeah, yeah, he's only 46. Yeah. Yeah, he died in 93. Yeah. Well, rock in peace. <laughs> I don't know. I don't mean to laugh every time you say that, but it just well, is funny. That's what it is. Uh, okay, we got, I got more death coming up. Next oh, song. No. This is from. I don't know. I could be wrong, but for me, I can't. I can't think of another band whose lead singer died, and they rebounded so quickly, and and the fans accepted right the new person, and they just carried on. And I'm talking about the switch from. Bon Scott dying oh, right. after Highway to Hell, and then, and then uh, Brian Johnson coming in for what my next perfect album is, 10 out of 10, Back in Black. Sure. Because, uh, like, I don't know anyone, you know, like like Van Halen, people are like, I, I like Dave, and I don't like sure. Sam, and I don't ever hear anyone say, I don't like Bon Scott, or I don't like Brian Johnson. But didn't they all Kyle have, like, likes to say he doesn't like either of well, them. Well, no, oh. I was going to say, like, you would think their <laughs> fan base would be, like, hostile like that. You know, like ACDC's fan base would be hostile. Yeah. But I guess when a guy dies... It's different, It's different. But, uh, but still, it's, I mean, this is like their biggest album. It's different, but then also I feel like... I'm looking this guy up because I feel dumb that I don't remember. Didn't, wasn't he only on like one album or something? Who, or bon, like, bon yeah. Scott? No, he was on five albums. Five? I thought yeah. it was like one or two. That's why I yeah, thought... Yeah, he sings Dirty Deeds Done Dirt right, Cheap and yeah. TNT and Highway to Hell and Touch Too Much. But I think and, you're right. I think it's because he died and like they, yeah. the band didn't like kick him out or whatever. Yeah. But they didn't even like... 79 was when Highway to Hell came out. Back in Black comes out in 80. Right. I mean, they didn't even slow down. They just went, you know they what? They didn't wait and for his body like to get It was no. like eight months, right? It wasn't even like a yeah, full it's year. Yeah, like eight months. Right. And uh, and it's just, for me, it's killer every single track. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's hear uh, Shake a Leg. Tried to pick songs that I know. a little deeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could play Hell's Bells and Shook Me All Night Long, but come on. Yeah, dude. Angus. Okay. Well, my next track then is from a band called Suede. And this is another band where like I like everything they've ever done. But this album is awesome and also has 10 tracks. Uh, It better. This is a song. Anytime I DJ a dance party, I play this song too. Like Britpop dance party jams called Beautiful Ones. Now, do you do a lot of DJing that I don't know about? Do you DJ on the side? Do you have a business? I do not have a business. Uh, not other than like parties, friends mm-hmm. after parties. I've DJed Bridgetown a couple of years and like after parties and stuff like that. But in Atlanta, you, I did, did you get more. Pay, you got paid to do this? No, or no, you no, no. no. I've never been paid. Uh-uh. 
What do you I say? I'm not DJ? like scratching or whatever. What are you doing? You're just playing songs through your iPod? Yeah, I'm just playing hot jam. Well, no, when I used to DJ in Atlanta, this is like pre iPod uh-huh. time, so I would just be playing CDs. All right. But yeah. I didn't know that this was your side business. I would have hired. It is not at all a business because I've been paid zero dollars to do it. It's just more of a Are hobby. People, do people ask you to do this or do you just kind of walk in and take over? It's been both. <laughs> I have been asked several times, but then there are times where I'm like, you don't know what you're doing to the person that's there. I was in charge of the music at one of my high school reunions and I meticulously picked these songs. Right. And plugged in the iPod, playing these, as you would say, jams. Sure. No one seemed to be interested at all. Yeah, but do people really dance at high school reunions? Everyone Mine was, was just like talking and reminiscing yeah, and yeah, catching yeah. up. No, this is specifically like at M-Bar, like yeah. I've DJed people's parties at M-Bar and stuff like that, where it's like it's specifically supposed to be a dance party. Could uh, Do you have a card on you in case I need to? I don't actually because I'm not it a actually, professional. It looks like a record. <laughs> it's a vinyl. Yeah. Oh, and it says nice. April, and then when you pull, it's a 45. The, you pull the sleeve off and then inside the record has all the information. Yeah. Well, I, that information see, being, and, I'm absolutely not a professional and DJ. It has grooves, and if well, you put it down on a real record, it'll play her saying the number. Yeah. If you play it backwards, it says, I'm not a professional DJ. What what I just learned now is that Kyle has a side business uh, designing business cards. <laughs> intricate business cards. <laughs> Would you like my business card? Uh, this looks too elaborate, yeah. sir. Okay, Suede the Band. Yes. The, these guys, uh, also known as London Suede. Yeah, they had to call themselves that here because apparently there was a U.S. band named Suede already. But I just called them Suede. I did not acknowledge that. All right. That's dumb. (laughs) Let's hear it. Brett Anderson from Suede basically just wants to be David Bowie. I mean, that's basically, but it's like, well, of course. He's, he's getting close. Yeah. The, um, my, next, uh, my next song is from a, a diva, Elton John. Oh, my God. Which uh, one? Well, see, Because I did. Which album? We, we had talked before. I know you like 70s Elton John, and I, I do too, but I, yeah. like, I really I like his 80s period. I love 80s Elton John too. Don't get it twisted. I don't think that we, we might have the same album, but maybe not the same song. My my album's too low for zero. Oh, I love that album. I picked Honky Chateau, so I'll play mine after you. All right, cool. Now this is uh Too Low too, for Zero is a jam. Too Low for Zero is when he was officially reunited with Bernie Taupin. Yes. Like there were the albums before that were like Bernie would write a couple of songs. But this is this was a full on Return uh, to Form. Return to Form. Produced by Chris Thomas, who also produced... Is that the, that's the one that has Cold Christmas in the middle of the yes. year, isn't it? Yes, totally. Yeah, yeah. Love that album. Uh, and then the hits were I'm Still Standing. Yes. And I guess that's why they call it The Blues. Yes. Kiss the Bride. Yes. But I'm gonna and pl- Too Low for Zero. And Too Low the for Zero. The title track. Yeah. I love it. But, and I am going to play the title track. Yes. So let's hear some Too Low for Zero. <laughs> Let 
For free with my parents. Bullshit. It kicked ass. BS. Well, let's just. I picked Honky Chateau, and mine is. I just picked Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's off that. But that's another album where it's like, I love that album. Here's what's crazy is Honky Chateau is his fifth album. Too Low for Zero is his 17th album. I mean, like, the guy never stopped making music. Nothing but hits. I know. Go ahead. Let's hear it. It's for EJ. This is a great. This trash can dream come true. Sounds so good. While people run you through, thank the Lord. There's people out there like you. I thank the Lord. There's people out there like you. While more these But they can, and that is why They know not if it's dark outside or light I that love that so, guy's voice You know the first place he played in the uh, States was the Troubadour No, well actually that makes sense Yeah, just him like and piano time. Yeah, He's the best You, Yeah, I saw him with my parents like two years ago mm-hmm. in Vegas And he shreds I mean, what is he, like 65? He shreds There was like times where he would be doing like he stands up and he's like just banging on the yeah. piano, like doing these insane solos. And he's also one of those people where it's like you forget how many hits. It's like Prince. When I yeah. saw Prince, it's like you just forget how many hits he has. Yeah, like every song, you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's a hit. That's a hit. That's a hit. And then, the, and then there's ten that he can't play because there's no time. Right, right, exactly. Like the show in Vegas is like twenty straight hits where you're yeah. just like, oh my god, this guy just his arsenal of hits is insane. Um, he and he's on my list, by the way. My, uh, Pilar and I, the, the list. Oh, you have. get to do him? Yeah. Dude, uh, whatever you should do, Elton John, if the situation arises. I, I, I don't know if you know this story. Other people know this story. Uh, I, I've never seen Elton John. And uh, so Pilar gets me tickets in Vegas for my birthday. Uh, get a sitter, whatever we did. We flew, get, hotel room. We fly there. Uh, check into the hotel. We go have a nice dinner. We're walking over to the, where's he playing? Caesars? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Walk over to Caesars to go to the show. And there's some guys out there holding flyers, and they go, oh, are you here for the Elton John show? Yeah. Hands me a flyer. Canceled. Elton's sick. And they're like, I'm like, what the? You know, and then we call Ticketmaster. like, we should have gotten an email. I'm like, well, when? You know, at 3 o'clock. Well, well, we were in the air at 3 o'clock. You know what I mean? So it was just like. 
totally. Uh, I mean, we got our money back. Workhorse. I mean, he must have seriously been sick. This was right around the time. I think this was right around when Whitney Houston died. Oh. And I kind of thought, I go, he canceled because he's, he's going to the funeral. Sick, he's yeah. faking sick. But um, so disappointed because it was like a big, it's like a big thing. Of it wasn't course. Like, it's like, yeah, exactly. It's not down the street. No, it's not like it's in Staples Center. And we went, oh, yeah, we flew to Vegas. Hey, if my dad can get me free tickets, I will pass them on to you. No joke. Like, I'll what? see if you can. What? Did everyone <laughs> hear that out there? Legally binding. All right. He's a cool, and I'm sure I've told stories on here before. Like he's a totally cool dude. Like from when he lived in Atlanta and would come into Tower and I worked there and stuff. Like your dad so or nice. Elton John? No, my dad's not as nice as Elton John. <laughs> That's actually true. Um, no, Elton John is a cool dude because he lived in Atlanta part time. Wow. And when I worked at Tower, he he came in once a week. He came in every Tuesday to get all the new releases. That's crazy. And he he would sign anything anybody wanted. And like he's a totally nice dude. Here's how amazing Elton John is. From 1978 until 19. 19- well, that that doesn't work. Uh, for 19, <laughs> doesn't work. What I was going to do. Okay. Uh, but I'll do this. I'll tell you this. Your math is off. In the huh? in the eighties. Yes. In the eighties, he had an album out in nineteen eighty, eighty one, eighty two, yeah. eighty three, eighty four, eighty five, eighty six. Took eighty seven off. Eighty eight and eighty nine. Yeah. He had an album out every year in the eighties. Did I? I think I. I feel like I'm always repeating myself. I got in an argument with somebody over this because somebody was like, he sucks because he doesn't write his own lyrics. And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me because he still takes those lyrics and writes all those jams. Like, I don't even know how you could like read the lyrics and go, is that a fast song or a slow song? Right. Yeah, I'll make that a fast song. I, mean, I almost feel like it's harder to do one or the other. Yes. I almost feel like it's harder if somebody comes at you and like, here, write music to go with these words yeah, because it, you don't. You're like, exactly. You're like, is it fast? Is it yeah. like vocal melody? I got to put that with this piano yeah. melody. And like, I'm totally with you. It's not like two guys in a room and like, okay, I'm, I'm playing this. And then the guy's like scat singing some right. really like, Oh, that's a good line. Boom, boom. No, right. it's like it just like singing poetry. It's yeah. Like writing music. Well, the poetry. guy, the guy was like, who I don't remember. This is ages ago, but and we got in this heated argument, but yeah, he was just like, yeah, he's not, cause he's not feeling what he's singing. Cause they aren't his words or whatever. And I was like, God, that's oh, the most feels bullshit it. argument I've ever heard. Plus that discounts anyone like Frank Sinatra or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? He, yeah. he would just go. Mm, I wonder how your many best, times Bernie. that happened. Not if your Bernie best work, was like, Bernie. here you go, dude. And he's like, I, I'm going to skip this one. I'm going to skip writing music for this one. <laughs> hey, Bernie, <laughs> this is great. These seven are great. Can you do me a favor and throw these three yeah, in that trash can over there? Yeah, I wonder how many there? times that happened. I wonder how many times Bernie just changed the title and slipped it in again. <laughs> or I wonder how many times the reverse happened where he came back and was like, "Here, okay, here you go. And he like plays and sings and Bernie's like, yeah, that's not, yeah. That's not what I yeah, had Yeah, I in really meant Candle of the Wind to be slow. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Crocodile Rock is not a ballad. Right. Like, <laughs> I wonder says, how many times that happened. It says rock right in it, man. Rock it up. Um, this is uh, these are some dudes that have gone through some stuff with singers we talked about them earlier this is Van Halen yeah but uh, a lot of people always talk about Van Halen 1 but I love Van Halen 2 I love every single song in Van Halen 2 Beautiful Girls Somebody Get Me a Doctor Dance the Night Away DOA and this one is called Out of Love Again listen to that (laughs) look at that David, listen to what he does here. He's going to hit a real high thing. He doesn't do that anymore. I would tell you that for a fact. Oh! 
gorgeous. Fade it down on some guitar. I wish he would have kept his instrument, and by his instrument, I mean his penis. No, right. I wish he would have kept his voice intact. Do you think he? It's because he did a lot of blow, like Mike Siegel, and that's what really. <laughs> I think it's because he's taking a scarf off all the time. He should yeah. keep that on. Yeah, <laughs> he's twir- twirling those a, pipes, twirling a sword on stage, yeah. all this kind of. But um, yeah, Van Halen's got a live album coming out in March, and they said that they did not touch any of the vocals on it or anything. And uh, are you nervous? I went to YouTube last night because I just typed in oh, Tokyo Dome and the date. The whole concert's on YouTube. And I'm like, man, I tell you what, they maybe should have touched those vocals oh, up a little. No. I mean, he can't hit any. I mean, it's basically bows and bows and bows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might yeah, as yeah. well jump. Ed, come on. He doesn't know the lyrics. He doesn't right. know what he's doing. Beautiful right. girl. Woo! <laughs> That's about as high as it Woo! That was a great impression. Though. I actually, I think I sound better than David. Lee. <laughs> no, seriously. When I saw them in 2007... I thought that he sounded so bad that I felt like I could go up there and sing and that good. It, yeah. I could go up there and sing that good. Right, right, right. Man, he could twirl that sword. But that's See, not you can't do any of the that. tricks. That's the thing. Yeah. He's the best front man ever. By tricks, yeah. do you mean nonsense? Yeah. Like sword. <laughs> yeah, nonsense. Him and, Sammy are, him and Sammy Hager are both clowns. Yeah. <laughs> but they're just different type of clowns. Right. Right. Like, Sammy, I think, is self-aware. I don't think David Lee Roth is self-aware. I think that's the problem. I don't think so either. Like, I think he thinks, like, in his monitor, he's hearing, he's like, yeah, I sound great. Right, <laughs> right, right. Do not. Yeah, but I, and I also think he know. I think that he thinks the theatrics, he's like, I'm giving the people Yeah, I'm giving you a show. Yeah, 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 he yeah. thinks that that covers up everything yeah. else. Yeah. You got the guitar hero and the drummer and yeah. the brothers he's and like, the son. You're getting your money's worth. I'm just a ringmaster. Yeah, exactly. All right, Dave. I think so. <laughs> okay, but I'm going to, ABC... The Lexicon of Love, no joke, perfect album. Perfect. What are you pointing at me for? What are you accusing me of? I keep, every time I go to uh, a record store, I keep meaning to purchase this album. It's so good. Whether because, you'll um, like it or not, I'm not entirely sure. Well, I like but, well, I like all the, the, the hits that are right, on it. Right, right, right. So is that the same type of music that the other yeah. songs are? I mean, it start to finish, perfect. It blows my, Martin Fry wrote that album when he was like 21. It's like crazy. The only thing is, I picked Tears Are Not Enough because it's my favorite song on the record. Oh, good, because I have never heard this song, so I want to hear it. You might, I, But when I picked it, I was like, I might have played this on the horny thing we did. Because mm. it's hella horns, but I couldn't re- I lost my list, so I couldn't remember. But You're going to find out if we played it? Yeah. He can tell us. Because I picked, I, I ripped two songs from the record because I was like, just in case I already played Tears Are Not Enough. Kyle, could you go back into the uh, Rock Solid computer, into the archives, and see what you can <laughs> well, dig I'll up? I'll just go to Andrew Rich's wonderful I mean, even site. if I did play it, it's it's such a jam. It's like, okay, you, you guys can hear it again. But yes, buy the Lex Kind of Love. It's so good. All right, good. I'm going to do it. Yeah. They come to the, they come, they play the Canyon Club. They play all I've around. Seen, I go see them every time. Is it just him or is it some other guys that were in the band? Honestly, I could. I feel like it's just Martin Fry just and other dudes. I fe- uh, I'd have to ask Chip. Chip would absolutely know. But we went to see them at the Canyon Club like yeah. last year and waited outside afterwards and got to meet Martin Fry. It and does he not lost appear that you played. It. Okay, cool. Yes. All right. Did, this um, is how's he? Say, he sounds good still. He sounds amazing. How many people were at that show? Is it jammed? It was sold. Well, the con- it was sold out, but whatever the capacity of that is not enormous. Right, right. But, yeah. That's but I mean, we, we flew to Sheffield to see that. I know. That's crazy to me. It, but it was awesome. I mean, it was like their hometown jam. All right. Let's hear this. Tears are not enough. Tears are not enough. Tears are not enough. 
boy meets girl. That's right in the wheelhouse of the uh, okay. the other songs I've heard from them. So I would like this. Okay, then yeah, you'd probably like that album. Perfect ten songs. I like that. I'm gonna have to try that. I'm gonna have to check that out. Do it. Uh, I'm gonna play a song from the Police. Oh, nice. I actually think that all five of their studio albums are pretty are pretty great. They're pretty great. I, I mean, other than like there might be like Mother, which I've played. Right. Um. And there's a track. This is from uh, their first album, Atlantis D'Amour. And there's a uh, there's a song called "Be My Girl," and then it goes into this uh, this uh, little poem uh, about a blow up doll named Sally. And then it comes right back into "Be My Girl," and um, even that I love. So this is a perfect ten for me. And let's hear. Uh, I don't think I've ever played this one on here. This is "Truth Hits Everybody." That's truly when they were punks. I, mean, I love it. Young I Sting, yeah, just Badass. just like being a yeah, just uh, just the drums. Everything's great. Three piece band. It's amazing. This is see, you're playing some like pretty rocky stuff. I'm like looking to see like mine's aren't mine are not that okay. No, the next one will not be rocky. I'm gonna play the monochrome set, and I want I reach my one of my favorite top ten albums in general all time. I reached mm. for Eligible Bachelors, mm. but that has like a lot of songs. So April is physically reaching. Yeah. And that, so I was like, you know out. what? Love Zombies has 10 songs. There, These are a lot of bands where it's like, I listen to all their stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I listen to the Monochrome set like constantly. So this is, even though this is my second favorite album of theirs, it counts because it has 10 songs, 10 rad songs. Mm-hmm. And this one is called Apocalypso. Yes. A flat in Barclay Square With colour TV set reclining chair Big box of soup shard for me to devour Antique grandfather clock phone in the shower Hurrah for the missiles from heaven's gate They sink a fake gaily in seven, eight I mumble to the sound of Mardell's head of ground I hear the baying of blood I love those dudes so much. And where are they from again? Tell us. England, obviously. <laughs> Who, where all good stuff comes from. Uh, 
I love Bid is the lead singer. This guy Bid B I D. Mm -hmm. He was the lead singer songwriter. That's not his real name though. It's not on his birth certificate. I doubt it. But uh, he, I, one of the last times I was on Chelsea lately, I wore a monochrome set Mm T-shirt, and somebody sent it to him. Like somebody sent the screen grab of me to him, and he like sent me a message on Facebook, and I was just like, "This is the coolest thing that has ever happened to me." Unfortunately, he was suing you for copyright. (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) But yeah, it was awesome, and I just I did like a screenshot of his message to me because I was just like, "Oh." Holy shit. Like he's amazing. He's amazing. He's this crazy amazing weirdo. He remember when we were when uh oh, I forget his name. I'm a dick. Jonathan who wrote the new wave book. We had that argument about whether yeah, or not Bernstein. The, yeah, he Bid is the guy who was in Adam's Adam Ant's band oh, okay. like before it was Adam and the Ants. I'm going to pretend I'm Jonathan. No, I don't think that's yeah, true. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, it is. Remember and I looked it up and I was like, sorry, but I'm totally right. I, but uh, yeah. I thought you guys were going to throw fists. <laughs> Oh, that guy's sweet. No, he was cool. Um, but yeah, so I yeah, the monochrome set's rad. As far as I know, he's still cool. I said he was cool, but he's, he's still. I cool. think he's still cool. I know. I can't wait for uh, Mad World Volume Two. Oh yeah, that's right. We right? got to have him come back. We will have him come back. I like how I'm dictating what you need to do on your podcast. Well, you need to do this. No, we we will have him back. Okay. You won't be here, but oh, he will be. No, fair enough. Definitely, I am here. demanding. You're the one. You're the one that has to be with that guy. Okay, look, uh, this guy is an unsavory individual in person. His name's, uh, his name's yes. Paul Simon. Oh, okay. <laughs> <That's funny>. um, <laughs> uh, Based solely on the fact that he didn't have a pen. No, he. I like witnessed firsthand. He witnessed firsthand. No, I believe it. I totally believe it. Uh, now his uh, his big his big big album in the eighties was Graceland. That was in yeah. nineteen eighty six. But the album that came out before Graceland in nineteen eighty three is called Hearts and Bones. And I don't. I just love this album. The song I'm going to play is even when I picked it, I'm like, people aren't going to like this song. But I'm going to play this. I love all ten songs. This album, Hearts and Bones, was originally supposed to be a Simon and Garfunkel album. Oh. But halfway through uh, the mix, uh, Simon pulled all Garfunkel's vocals off. He is unsavory. And he was originally going to call it Fuck Garfunkel. Fuck Garfunkel. <laughs> totally. So this is from Hearts and Bones, uh, and this is a, a song called When Numbers Get Serious. Two times two is 22. Kind of sounds like a Sesame Street four song. Four times four is 44. <laughs> He actually pulled all of his sweet bird's vocals. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. And leave a mark on your door. Urgent, urgent. He left Oscar's uh, bass playing on them. <laughs> Ringing in the hallway. When time's on the serious, serious noise. Speak to us all. That song kind of reminds me of the police. <laughs> Does it? Because it's got that like reggae stuff of like later police. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I thought you meant because there's an asshole fronting. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's that funny. Too. Him and Stinger are on tour together right now. What? Really? In, yeah, in Australia. Oh, and they, the, they, pre- the pretension the tour. Yeah, tour. totally. <laughs> no one signing autographs. <laughs> okay. I'm going to play. This might throw. This might. I'm going to play Lloyd Cole. I just talked to him. He played Largo this weekend. Is this, this, with the commo- is this going to be with the commotions? This is commotions. This is from an album called Rattlesnakes. And this is one I reach for. This is like top 10 in real life forever. And then I reach for it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, 10 songs. I listen to this album so much. I want you to play this from the beginning. This is my favorite <laughs> song from it is Forest Every Fire. album that you've played, you said, there's not enough hours in the day to hear these, the, the play, you playing all these um, songs. Hi, I'm Pat. Hi. Can't I, even talk. 
also, I, I don't have a day job. We did mention that, right? That right, I don't do still, anything but sit in my apartment okay, look, and listen to music. But if you stayed up for 24 hours, you could basically, you could hear about, you could hear t- basically 24 CDs. Here's, here's the difference between my life and your life. Okay. I live a life of extreme solitude. But you only have 24 hours in your day. You can't. Right, but. The, you know the she whatever play two at once. Oh, you could the, do that. The times I'm awake, uh-huh. all I'm doing, and the, when I'm in my car, I'm only listening to music at all right. times. Well, see, that's I that... hardly ever watch TV. I'm like sitting in my apartment, either reading while music's playing, mm. writing while music's playing. Like, there's never a time. I'm in the shower, music's playing. I, I cannot read when music's on. I see. It depends on what the music is for yeah. me because I'm with you. Like, I can't. I wouldn't be able to listen to like Van Halen and read. Right. But I can listen to like slow jams. Okay. And read, you yeah, know like a saying? more ambient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's yeah. not, if it's min, it's. I'll listen to like the Derudy column or like Field Mice mm. stuff that's super chill. Name dropper, you know. <laughs> but I could, yeah, I can't listen to like metal or anything um, while I read. No, I listen to no, but I listen to music. No, I live with other people. You have like a wife and kids, right? 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 I have so, zero people to well, go. Yeah, hey, turn that yeah, down. You're right, but and that and that'll happen. Yeah. But when, will it? Maybe. But like during, the, I'm not working right now either. So the kids are at school, and if Pilar is here where we are working. Yeah, I have music on constantly, right. all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, it's nice. So, yeah. So this... I'm going to change the locks. Ah! <laughs> <Just> so, <laughs> I'm going to lock my family You know what? You can so miss can... me. I'm going to change the locks. I, I, I can't hear you. What are you <laughs> Sorry, to say? guys. I'm the playing my music playing. as loud as I want. What if I just walked around the house with headphones and, and my iPod it. clipped to my your old man belt? Your children are trying to be like, Dad, we need like your can, guidance. Can you help me with my homework? No battle of again, Van Halen, too. Ask your mother. All right, so and you you were saying where did you just talk to Lloyd Cole? Well, he played Largo. He played. I have been out of town on tour. Mm-hmm. Didn't know this. See that he's playing Largo. Mm-hmm. Totally sold out. He's ah. the nicest guy ever. Send him an email because you know I kind of know him. I'm like, dude, can you hook me up? And he was even like, I, I can't. He was like, I yeah. had to cut my list to yeah. not like record company dudes can't get in. So yep. I've seen him like five times, yeah. but he's amazing. And so I was bummed that I couldn't see him at Largo just this past weekend. But I just wanted to point out that he was nice enough to answer my email yeah. very quickly and was very apologetic and was like, I'll, I'll definitely get you next time. Well, that's the same thing when I uh, hinted around for you to try to get me uh, Foo Fighters tickets <laughs> I know. for that birthday show. I felt and, so bad. And, well, you shouldn't feel bad because you know, part of me, when I sent that email to him, I'm like, this is kind of, I'm, oh, kind, I don't I'm care. kind of serious and kind right. of not. But uh, I was like, hey, they're coming. Are you going? I'll go with you. But uh, but you, but he did text you back. And it is true. He totally when, texted me back. When, when these guys that live in L.A. play in L.A. It's a hard thing. It's yeah. their families and everyone. Exactly. It's, it's, it's a hard thing to do. And I think I've told this story before, though. But when I was, I wasn't even 18 yet. Mm-hmm. I think I was 17. And I went to go see Lloyd Cole and the Reformed Commotions play uh-huh. in Atlanta. And they played, or maybe I was not 21. They played a, old, a 21 or an 18 and over venue. And I couldn't get in. And I saw him at the bar before the show, and I went up to him, and I was like, Mr. Cole, super into you. Can you please get me in? And he fully got me in. He was like, no problem. Like, he walked me upstairs and was all, like, she's with me style and, like, got me in so I wouldn't get carded. He's a nice dude. What is, um, what is, what is, uh, oh, how do I want to say it? What's the, what's the protocol, like, when you see, uh, when, when you see a, a rock star that you don't, that you don't know? Like, like, when we, when we, when For I me, got, there is not, like. But when I got Nick Lowe's autograph. Right. I called him Nick. Oh. No, I don't know. I don't think I did call him Mr. Cole. I think I just did that for comedic effect. For right, right, I know that. But what guys. should you do? Should you say, excuse me, Mr. Lowe? Actually, you know what? I might have because I was like a teenager. 
and he was obviously my elder. Yeah. Maybe I did call him Mr. Mm. Cole. But I did. I was like, excuse me. I was even like, look. I was like, I'm not trying to be a... I paid for a ticket. Like, I'm not trying to be a freeloader. Right. But <laughs> I, they won't let me in. And yeah. I like you and want to see you. And he was like, oh, that's such a shame. Like, I'll totally get you in. Like, he was super cool. Yeah, like, and it helps be a girl. I mean, come on. It helps well, yeah. to be a girl anytime you go up to a, a dude rock star. Yeah, but if I meet if I meet Elton John, it helps to be a boy. There you go. See, sometimes it doesn't work every time for me. But yeah, it was very nice. And Rattlesnakes is a masterpiece. Like this is this is an album I would also mm-hmm. be like, get this. I mean, I, Lloyd Cole is so underrated to me in the mm-hmm. general. He's like one of the best lyricists of all time. It bums me out that he's not in like the echelon with yeah. your Bob Dylan's and your this guy's and the, this dude's. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. It's uh, it is weird that you know a Bob Dylan album comes out and it, it just uh, automatically gets the stamp of approval. Right. Five out of five. Right. Or or on this show, ten out of ten. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's weird. Some of these guys really get a pass in their more, later in their later years. If you guys aren't into Lloyd Cole, get into it. So did you play it? No. Or were you just ramping it up? I was. That was a long ramp up. That's for, okay. To Forest Fire. The, the audience song. won't hear half of that. What oh, they'll cool. hear is, hey, Lloyd Cole, and in the song. <laughs> okay. No, kidding. I don't know. As she put on her things, she has promised once before not to live this way. If she don't calm down. She will burn herself out Like a forest fire Well, doesn't that make you smile If you don't slow down I swear that I'll come round And mess up your place Let's go for a spin Say we shouldn't even know each other And that will be undone Don't let make you smile Like a forest fire And then it like starts It ramps up but I love it so much I like that He's rad and those commotions albums are rad, but yeah, you should get rattlesnakes. That's that's, that's, that's like the least friend. Like I could have played. Are you ready to be heartbroken? I could have played perfect skin. Like there are way more like singles on there, but that's my favorite song on the record. Cool. So that's a good one. I like that. I like how the guitars like all crystal clear. And yeah. Like, yeah. Ding, I like it. It's. I think you would like that album. Let me. Uh, I'm gonna call an audible, Kyle, because I don't want. I do not want to play that band yet. So let's bring let's bring Queen up next. Yeah. This is uh this is the first Queen album I ever bought. This was from 1980. This is The Game and uh this has crazy little thing called Love on it. This has um uh, another one bites the dust. Uh but I like this song. This is a song that Brian May sings and then Freddie sings a couple lines and then back to Brian May. This is called Sail Away Sweet Sister. Take 
There's a uh, there's a song on this um, album called "Don't Try Suicide." Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking up the lyrics right now. I don't I don't understand this lyric. It's it's a very strange lyric to me. It is uh, so you think it's the easy way out. Uh, think you're gonna slash your wrists this time. He goes this time, and he goes, "Baby, when you do it, all you do is get on my tits." Oh, like you just annoy me. Is that a saying? That's like a saying. You get on my it tits. Gets on my tits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if I like that at yeah. all. And it is, it's a bit of a light lyric be, to be like, it's annoying when yeah. you try to commit suicide. When you suicide. try to commit suicide. Like, oh, okay. You're kind of ruining it. Yeah. I'm trying to watch it Better Call Saul. It kind of gets on the nerves a little bit. Yeah. I feel like he's trying to say like they're doing it for attention though. Because it's like. That could be it. it. But yeah, gets on my tits. Oh, is, uh, cause like, it, it says, think you're going to sla- slash your wrist this time. This yeah. like almost like she's threatening to do it oh, for okay. like attention. Right. Oh, okay. That's what I get. Yeah. So it's like that's annoying. Either do, do it or don't. You and then later on he says, "Don't try to You're just you're just gonna hate it. Yeah. <laughs> really, you think? Uh, it'll turn out you won't like it. All right. Okay. My next thing is the Cure. Okay. From an album called The Head on the Door. Good album. This is a song called Six Different Ways. Also, this album has other. This has like uh, a night like this. Um, it has like other hits, but mm-hmm. I picked six different ways. That's good. People love The Cure. I love The Cure. They love it. This goth catnip. Um, it's so funny. Now, he's... Uh, what's, what's the guy's name? Who's the singer? Robert Smith. Robert Smith. Bob Smith. So, I love Bob Smith uh, and the Silver Bullet Band. <laughs> um, they still, he still wears the makeup. He still... Yes. Even though he's he should get on the treadmill instead of wearing the makeup. He, yeah, he's not a small guy anymore. But no. yeah, he's repped that look forever and never changes it. And to the, I think that, I don't think he's had it tattooed on, but I think it's the kind of thing where it's like, I bet if even if he washed his face, like, <laughs> it's still there. 
That's funny. Because it's like you put on eyeliner and lipstick so much, I bet his, his lips are just stained like that. You've seen them in concert? Oh, yeah. I've seen them probably like four or five times, too. Yeah, it's not a, oh, it's you a got grim a scene now. But I will say, I mean, like as far the cure. Oh, boy, that's even worse than like some of the looks like Beetlejuice. They're one of the. He does look like It's Beetlejuice. one of the best shows I've ever seen because they all they play for like three hours. And sometimes people go, oh, you don't want to play for that. But they play everything. Nothing is off limits. They'll play B-sides from like. 1978 <laughs> singles like they'll you know what i'm saying bless you <laughs> i'm sneezing like dracula ah, you're allergic to the cure i'm a big sneezer but yeah they um they are an awesome live band um i'm gonna play uh just sounds like i'm ignoring you it's yeah cool. all right <laughs> um i loved i loved how uh freddie and brian how they sang together so let's hear uh let's play something from journey where greg raleigh and um and Steve Perry sing together. This is from the first album with Steve Perry, Infinity. A lot of people might say, why didn't you play Escape? That's 10 songs. But I, I don't like that. Um, there's a song on Escape I don't like. I don't like Still They Ride. And then people would say, well, Frontiers is awesome. But the first six songs on Frontiers are great. And those last four suck ass. <laughs> a song called Rubicon and Backtalk and Trouble Child. I hate those tunes. I actually hate those songs. So, uh, I just like hearing you say anything sucks ass. It does, man. It sucks ass, I'm telling you. <laughs> but, so, but I think Infinity is a great album. So let's hear a song called Anytime, and you'll hear Steve Perry kick in the way Freddie did. A spark is all I need To take it away All of the shadows Well, what more can I say? Yeah, yeah. Oh, anytime Oh, oh, oh Anytime at all Would you be disappointed if I say you get to play two more? Uh, no. All right. You're going to play one. I'm going to come back at you. And okay. I'm going to go throw it back to you. Okay. Um, I like ooh. this. I like this 10 out of 10. Yeah, this is nice. Oh, that makes it tough because. Okay. Uh-oh. All right. Well, I'll go ahead. I got to play the Smiths. I mean, how who can just, I not? Who just walked in behind me? Uh, your Coke dealer? Oh, is he all coked up? <laughs> If it isn't the snowman. <laughs> oh, Mike, you got a little right here. You got a little right here. Little Tootski. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's, he's rubbing his nose. Did you, did you do it like once or twice? Like once? Once. That's amazing. But it was like a binge. It was like all day long. It was like all, all day, though, you did it, right? Still count, just, it's still making count, big plans. Still Man. counts as once if you never stopped. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we're going to play the Smiths. This okay. is tough because I still have so many left. And interestingly enough, I mean, the Smiths, my number two favorite band of all time. Who's Be- number three? Monochrome set. That's a cl- maybe like New Order. All right. That's tough. But my favorite Smiths album is Meat is Murder. But like you were just saying, sucks. Mm-hmm. I hate the song Meat is Murder. 
So I listen to that album all the time, but I always skip that song. So then I was like, I'm not going to pick that album. Don't pick it out. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I mean. You can't. So I do have my second favorite, Queen is Dead. Because there's Queen... nothing on here I skip. See? That's perfect. That's perfect 10. It's so weird because Meet Murder, 10, it pure. would be a perfect album if the song Meet His Murder wasn't on it. You know what I'm saying? That's so but weird, isn't it? It's just not a good song. I uh, Yeah, I just, uh, especially with Vine when I was a kid and five five songs on one side, right. five on the other. Yeah. Is like beautiful. Yeah, perfect. Well, that's Queen is Dead. And funnily enough, I picked this jokey song off the last song on it. But because I think I, I was looking and I was like, I think I played a lot of these on other shows. So okay. I picked Some Girls Are Bigger Than Others. Okay. But it starts with a fade in, so you start it. Is this about fat? Middle. Is this about heavy it's, girls? It's about boobs. Oh. I say to the dollars, there is but one concern. I have just discovered some girls are bigger than others. Some girls are bigger than others. Some girls' mothers are bigger than other girls' mothers. <laughs> Some girls are bigger than others. Some girls are bigger than others. Some girls' mothers are bigger than other girls' mothers. There you go. That's uh, that is kind of a jokey song. Mm-hmm. Now, do they have a song about butts <laughs> and vajayjays and how they cannot lie? <laughs> uh, I get one more, and then we're going to throw it back to you. Crap. Okay. Um, my computer froze up. I'm all frozen. Now I can see. Your I just can't. List. I can't. Uh, who who do I? Um, what do I do? We have a YouTube page. Go to the YouTube page. Going to throw up some original content very soon. Might be might be videotaping some of that right tonight. Who knows? Uh, like, uh, like go to Twitter. We're at Rock Solid Podcast. I'm just doing all this Rock stuff. Solid Show. Oh, on Twitter. Oh, geez, I keep uh, I followed someone else then <laughs> at Rock Solid Show at AP at Kyle Dotson Funny at Pat underscore Francis. Okay, now I'm trying to think uh, who who do I want to play? Do we want to hear? Uh, tough. Do we want to hear no. the the? We can hear this a hole, Billy Joel. We can hear the, some Kinks. We can hear some Speedwagon. I would pick Kinks so far. Or we can hear some uh, Cheap Trick. Let's play the Kinks because this is this is an album that a lot of people might not know about. It's from 1978. It's called Misfits. I love every single song on here. I love everything. Everything. I love it all. The whole thing. The whole shot. And this song is called Get Up. So let's listen to that. Here's a song for all the middlemen who get forgotten time and time again. Here's a message for the middle guy, don't let the situation pass you by. You're in the middle while the big mouths fight. You get it from the left and the right, ain't it crazy? That's good. 
because I'm looking at my list and I want to point out Nine Inch Nails, Pretty Hate Machine, uh-huh. Perfect 10 out of 10. Here's Kyle, one. Kyle, that's Kyle's band. Is that a Perfect 10 out of 10 for you? Yeah, I like that. I like that album. Oh, I'm going to sneeze again. Here's another one that's going to blow some minds. The first Coldplay album, Perfect 10 out of 10. What's that one called? Parachutes. I'm going to sneeze again. <laughs> okay. You are allergic to my opinion tonight. I have tonight. wicked sneezes. And the funny, and I, don't, like, I don't dislike this Coldplay. The first two albums I'm down I with, do. everything after that, boring. And I was, I was talking to Dave Grohl about it, actually, because I was like, maybe you're not going to be friends with me after I tell you this, but I love the first Coldplay record. Yeah. And he was like, you know what I do, too? It's like the lost Jeff Buckley record. It's like, it totally sounds like that. And it does. And then after that, it was like, what are you guys doing now? But the first one's perfect. And what's the next one called? Rush to the Head? Is that what it's called? Oh, Rush of Blood to the Head, I yeah, will also get okay. on board with. After that, I remember I bought X and Y, and I was like, this is so boring. And then I never bought anything <laughs> after that one. But the first one I play all the time. All right, cool. So that one. So we're saying apologies to these yeah. people because you're not B-52's playing. B-52's Cosmic Thing. Okay. Bell and Sebastian, if you're feeling sinister. I'm picking all right. the first Death Cab for Cutie record because, again, they're another band where now I think they're pretty boring. Mm-hmm. But the first record, it was called Something About Airplanes. The first time I went to see Death Cab for Cutie, it was at the 40 Watt in Athens, Georgia. Okay. There were four other people there. Me, Millie, and four other people. They were going to say, you, Millie, and the band. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, pretty much. And then they they slept on our floor that night because they didn't have anywhere to stay. Death Cab for Cutie Death slept Death Cab for Cutie slept on our floor like three times. It's crazy. And then after the OC came out and Seth Cohen was like, my favorite band is Death Cab for Cutie. They were super famous. And the next time they played Atlanta, we were like, hey, guys, what's going on? And they were like, who are you guys? And we were like, oh. fuck you, Death Cab for Cutie. <laughs> but the first album, I'm Ride or Die about, and uh, Perfect Ten, and this one, the song is called President of What? All right. So this is our play out. This is going to be your play out? Okay. Yeah. Uh, you, got any, uh, you got any tour dates you want to plug? Where are you? When are you going to be out? Out and about? They're all, I'm with Chris Hardwick, so mm-hmm. you can go to funcomfortabletour.com, okay. and all of Chris Hardwick's dates are there, and those I should be opening on. Okay, Except cool. for New York and Chicago. Oh, why aren't you on those dates? Because another guy is. But other than that, I'm, I'm I'm there. Those are big cities. I know, but so a bigger dude needs to open. I'm not famous. Well, th- I mean, look, you it's showbiz, baby, show I, business. I disagree with that because uh, you know they're 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 they're, they're there to, to see Chris. So the opener. I'm not going to say it shouldn't matter, but I don't right. see why it can't be you in those big cities. I, it, it was some, it's somebody else. All right. <laughs> Are you traveling together? Are you guys tr- flying together? Yeah, totally. On the Nerdist uh, jet? No. Nerdist has a we jet We fly now. commercial. Nerdist does not have a jet. Are we you fly in, commercial. Are you coach? I go coach. He's in first class. He's in first class. He's a famous person. I mean, I, he should be in first class. Well, sure. I am not in first class. I just class. didn't know that if you got that bump up. No, I could, because he pays for my flights, but I don't, I pocket the difference. You'd rather you know pocket the difference. A one- Not having a day job means I'll pocket the difference. I'll forego flying first class to like Portland and pocket the difference. This is a, this is a little, this, this is a weird thing to be talking about publicly. No, no, no this is a little bit different, but when, uh, when we did a never not funny live show once, I think it was in Atlanta. Um, Where in Atlanta? Uh, we did it at some comedy club. Oh, uh, Punchline? I don't even know what it was called. Laughing Seriously. I, I have no idea. Oh, okay. Name some more. Those are the only two I can think of. Comedy nope, clubs. Don't know. Can't even remember. Okay. But uh, but when we uh, when we flew back, uh, Pardo was flying first class. He goes, "I'm going to bump you up to first class." I go, "What about what about Matt?" 
He's like, oh well. So he just did. So we, you so, two were in first class, and, and Matt, Matt wasn't. Matt walked by us, and he looked at us like, "What the fuck?" And then walked by and sat back. And That's go, cold. It was the Punchline Comedy Club in Atlanta. I, so the first thing that. that I said, I and you said no. Never not funny, funny Atlanta. It's the first thing. We would, uh, Jimmy would get up to go to the bathroom, and I would recline his seat to the maximum position while he was like gone. Then, like, one time he got up and I took his cushion. You know, you're not supposed to do that. I took his cushion off the chair and, like, put it up in the... Now, did you guys go on tour when you were 12 years old? I know. Is that know. when this happened? I took a life jacket from a plane once. You know what I you did? You did? Like, you yeah. stole it? I stole it. And they didn't see... Oh, because it's in that little... It's in the package. I mean, I assume that they're supposed to go through and check and make sure it's there. First <laughs> right. off, it was Southwest, so you could pick your own seats, so there's no record of that. Secondly, it was on you my... Really? This on is my, premeditated. On my flight home... I took it out and put it right in my backpack and then took it home. So it wasn't like I was flying now, back with it. Now, let me, is this for future use? Is this just uh, for no, being a No, I took it to my friend's house and I was like, hey, look what I stole from a plane. And of course, we jumped in the and pool and like, then in, inflated it. it. Did it choke you? Did it work? It was It was pretty tight around the neck. And mm-hmm. yeah, it, like, it really jostled you. It's like an airbag. What if your dad was like, or what if you're from like, my inflates, dad's an air marshal? But the best telling it, it only inflates half of it. So we could do it. We popped it and then we did the other side. Someone else did it. <laughs> like it inflates funny. the first half yeah. and then right. there's that, the emergency. Yeah. Well, what about the holes that you blow well, we in? We tried that. That wouldn't work at all. You would drown before okay. you. Wow. Please tell me that you put your oxygen mask on yourself before you <laughs> before helped Before you others. helped your friend. I did. Uh, let me tell you that, and then we'll play. Well, then we'll play out. Um, this is a great trick to do when you're on the plane with your friend, because it doesn't hurt anyone. But uh, so I'm sitting next to Matt because sometimes Jimmy won't won't. So this is a different time when you're slumming it in coach with Matt. Yeah, I'm slumming it in coach. Matt bends down to get something from his bag underneath his thing right uh, underneath the seat in front of him and i just i just push that little clip on the tray table and the tray table just goes and just hits him nice <laughs> just comes down and said it's so funny because what a cool friend you are because it makes like a noise he doesn't hurt but it makes right. a noise and then he's like under it and he's like oh, that's really funny <laughs> but you also have to watch don't fall asleep like when i fall asleep next to matt i literally put my whole hood over my Does head he drop dicks on your face on a plane no, no he'll Take the worst pictures of you oh. and then immediately tweet it. Oh, right, right, Send right. it into the... Okay. And I'll be like, you son of a yeah, bitch. Yeah, but you know what I'm going to say? Serves you right for your table prank. Clink. What do you expect? Payback. Come Dink. on. <laughs> okay, we're playing out with what? I forgot because we this keep talking. Death Cab for Cutie. Oh, yeah, Death Cab for Cutie. Album. Jerks. Sleep on the floor. What's jerks. What's the song? President of what? President of what? Thanks, April. Thank you. Thanks, Pat. You're welcome, Kyle. Good to be here. Well, I mean, it's the end of the show. Normally, you say thank you. I'm just worried that this is going to be an intervention for Seagull.
Thanks for watching.